Hey everyone, so who's ready for some women's football? Wow, has this been a week. Whew. I want to apologize first because I can barely breathe. I'm actually going through my second round of whatever the hell this cough cold thing is. And so I'm going to have to take a lot of drinks. I'm spraying stuff and sniffing stuff to try to get my sinuses cleared. So I apologize. Today is episode 1906 for women's football success. Today I'm going to talk about a couple things. I'm going to talk about, again, the calendar, where we should be at as far as teams. I'm actually going to go through and do some shout outs uh, because there are some teams in the WFA that are rocking it, okay? They are really putting things together and sharing things out on social media and really just trying to create a backing for women's football. So we'll share that. And then I'm going to kind of switch it off to a serious note and talk about getting people to take women's football seriously. So um, I'm going to share with you a couple things and hopefully we can use some positivity and create creativeness to make women's football a success. Okay, so real quick, uh, my name is Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. I'm the host of Women's Football Success, and I am also an attorney and co-owner of the Dallas Elite Women's Football Team. Um, as an attorney, I have to let you know that anything that I put here on the radio show, the podcast, or uh, print and digital material is all business information. None of it is legal advice. It does not create an attorney-client relationship. And therefore, if you have an issue that you feel needs legal attention, find an attorney that has experience in that type of law and that works in your jurisdiction. Make sure, <laughs> make sure to get that done. So, woo, it's been a long week in women's football. We've gotten so much done, it isn't even funny. So, real quick, what should you be doing this week, next week? Um, right now... Teams are finishing up their uniform orders. They're setting up or having scrimmages. I know a couple teams I'm going to share with you have already done a scrimmage or two. And other teams are getting ready to do those here in the coming weeks. Whether it's with an other team or an inner squad scrimmage. So a few teams are getting into pads as you kind of go around the WFA teams, you'll see that either this week or in the next two weeks, I think everybody's going to be into pads. Um, so I think the consensus is that within the next week or two, everybody will for sure be in helmets and then helmets and shoulder pads. Some of the coaches will transition just helmets and then helmets and shoulder pads. Others just go straight into it. With that being said, we also have teams that have begun fundraising and are or have been fundraising all along and are continuing to do so. And I'm going to share with you um, a few of those teams that are doing that. I've shared a few fundraising opportunities um, on the WFA site, along with other teams that are doing really successful fundraiser campaigns. So um, it's important that the women's football teams um, use that as a resource to be creative with their fundraising. A lot of people don't, a lot of people get stuck on, 
oh my gosh, we, you know, we've had a player fee or we've, and then we've had fundraisers or we've gotten sponsors and they're just not sure how much more they have to do. So I want to kind of explain the scenario when typically, let's say, <coughs> excuse me, typically a team sets up their budget with the anticipation of fully funding a regular season. And then as time as time gets on and we're into week, you know, five, six, four, five, six, then teams start to look at the potential for playoffs. And that adds to or increases the debt or the funding needed to travel to those postseason games. Now, um, our league offers some financial help with that. But please understand that, for example, if you get $2,000 for travel, which is great, shout out to the WFA, it's a great opportunity to use that. But if you have, you know, 50 players and 10 coaches, then you have to divide that $2,000 up between, well, however you want to do it. Um, most teams will take that $2,000, they'll divide it by the number of people that are going and saying, this is how much the league has given us, and then we fundraise for the additional amount. Other teams set up their fundraising or set up their amounts uh, with the anticipation that they're already going to playoffs. And this is a tricky situation because if you collect all the money to go to playoffs and then you don't go to playoffs, what happens? So I don't know what each team's policy and procedure is for that, um, we typically um, set up the first way that I explained, being able to fund the regular season. And then as we get closer, we say, hey, we know we are going to a playoff game or we anticipate we're going to a playoff game in five weeks. Let's start fundraising for that now. So in addition to that, there are two rounds of playoffs. I think they've knocked it down to two rounds of playoffs if I'm not mistaken, for the WFA, and then the championship. So it is it is possible for you to go far away, say LA for one, and then Kansas City for another. I don't know where you guys are. You might be in Kansas City and you're like, woohoo, I don't have to travel at all. Sometimes that works out. But sometimes you could be traveling from Florida up to Boston or Maine down to South Carolina. So, um, you have to be ready and plan in advance for that possibility, um, especially the way women's football is set up. There are there are several possibilities that you are going to go to a playoff if you are having a winning season. So I wanted to share with you guys real quick boom, a, a bunch of teams in women's football that I wanted to kind of do a shout out for because... Um, our push this season has been uh, more social media, more fundraising. Um, I am actually uh, director, me and my husband are directors of team development for the WFA. And we've been reaching out to the teams because we feel it's important um, not to just say good luck and and, and hope, hope you do fine. We um, want to help guide teams, you know, especially new teams that are coming in because they, they need to know what their responsibilities are and they need to know how to get, how to take care of those responsibilities. So 
we have connected with several of the WFA teams to um, share the message, share the goals, share the objectives, give fu fundraising ideas, etc. So we hope that that's helping people. And um, with that being said, um, I, we take no credit in what these teams are doing because getting the idea or getting the fundraising idea or sharing a story with somebody does not make it happen. It's action. All these women's football teams are taking the ideas that they're getting from other teams. And there's other teams that are sharing their stories and their advice. But it's those teams that are actually taking those stories and creating action out of them, doing something with it. And I'll share with you guys. Um, I'm just going to get started and kind of go down the line here. I have the Daytona Wave Runners. So the other thing I want to share with you is if you are in the WFA, you need to go and like every women's football team that is in the WFA. And everybody needs to do that back. Like and follow all of their, their pages. Because <laughs> by doing that, um, it increases our exposure exponentially. Okay. But real quick, the Daytona Wave Runners, I wanted to share a couple of things with them. They're, they're putting some great videos out there. They're being consistent with their posts, sharing our new championship uh, stadium coming in July 2019 and sharing out there some pictures of them doing their tryouts. In fact, they just had another tryout about two weeks ago and um, they are not stopping. They're, they are making sure that their numbers are good and they're not going to stop. So I really like the intensity and um, the things that they're doing over there in Daytona. The other thing that I liked is they're just, they're having constant, um, events go on. And I'm going to share with you, uh, some of the events that are going on throughout the, the league. So shout out to the Daytona Wave Runners for their, um, time and effort. You can reach them on Facebook at Daytona Wave Runners Women's Tackle Football Team. And, um, just share the love, go in there, like them. They have some great video. Next, uh, next one I wanted to share with you is the Kern County Crusaders. Okay, so Facebook uh, Kern K E R N County Crusaders. I wanted to share with you guys and, and just kind of do a shout out to them. They're putting some great photos up here. They're really engaged with the um, audience. What I liked about this is they did some, there's so much stuff that they're talking about, uh, congratulating rookies. Um, let's make sure we get this tryout done. They're posting their schedule. Everything is active and going. Okay. Way to end, way to end week two of practice, ladies. We lucked out and stayed mostly dry. They're just so enthusiastic and appreciative for, towards their players. Next, I want to do a shout out for the Main Mayhem. So facebook.com backslash Main Mayhem Women's Football. One of the things I like, and I'll, I'll share with you on a couple other, their Facebook, they have changed their front cover to a video, which is super cool. And uh, we will be getting that done on ours tonight because I just love it. It's great. The other thing I wanted to share about Main Mayhem is they are invincible okay so they are all about getting out there in the community and letting people know that they're there 
they actually have an event coming out March 1st where it's uh, the main mayhem at the Red Cross. Red Cross, not not Red Cross, the Red Cross. So um, they're going to go to the Portland Expo, Expo building and um, do an event there and get together and have some fun. But I also want to do a shout out for their graphics, main uh, women's football tryouts. They're doing an excellent job with that and promoting women in football. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Next, I wanted to talk about the Mississippi Royalty. So, uh, Facebook.com, Mississippi Royalty. So, two things I want to share with them. They are posting events like No Tomorrow. I mean, it's really, really good. Um, I don't know if they actually bought this sign up here, but it shows a Lamar sign on their Facebook cover sheet, which was super cool, but it's probably way expensive. Uh, with that being said, check out their upcoming events and their past events. They are just out there doing things all the time. They actually, February 23rd, so a couple days from now, um, there's a schedules and signing meet and greet. So they'll be doing that in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And let me see if I can get some more. The other thing is check out their cool graphics. They got the smoke behind them. I love it. Um, it's a signing meet and greet on Saturday, the 23rd. Here's one of the things that I love too. Hold on just a second. Real quick, I'm going to go back. There's another event that they have going on March 4th, which is a Facebook Live meet and greet party. So it looks like they're going to be at Ed's Burger Joint, but then they're going to Facebook Live it. So that's really cool. The other thing I wanted to share about Mississippi Royalty, let me go back up here to their posts. I totally want one of these things. So I need the Mississippi Royalty to, to reach out to me and tell me. So if you go to the Mississippi Royalty with uh, Nicholas Fairley, I think it's Fairly, maybe Farley. Um, Farley's Wings and More is going to sponsor the Mississippi Royalty. Do you see this check? I have always wanted one of these checks. So I need to figure out how to get one of these checks. But this is just this is a really cool thing, uh, a really cool kind of accessory to when you're going out and you're trying to get sponsorships. This guy gets to hold this check in front of his sign and get some more advertising. But it says, you know, 2019 season sponsorship um it has a signature on it and and the dollar signs super cute so i need to know where to get one of those because i love it okay shout out to the mississippi royalty okay next up let's talk about the um music city misfits <coughs> excuse me guys so i want to share real quick make sure you know that the misfits is spelled incorrectly it's a on words it's m-i-z-f-i-t-s music city ms fits so if you get a chance again go over there like their page follow their page now they what i want to share with you about them is if you go to the stuff that they posted um on the 18th you'll see that the misfits had a scrimmage with the knoxville lightning now, my understanding is this is not Knoxville Lightning's only scrimmage. So we got to watch out for them. They're really, they're really getting prepared this year. What I thought was cool was that, um, I mean, they, they had a good turnout in players on both sides for this, um, for this scrimmage. 
And I like that everybody's getting prepared in advance because for those of you that don't know, um, some of the goals that we set for women's football and the WFA, Women's Football Alliance, is to increase the quality of the game, increase the number of players and you know potential players on the team, increase the number of people in the crowds, right? All doing this in a, a, a family manner, a transparent manner, a loving and wonderful business manner. So we want to make sure that all the teams are getting the opportunity to be successful. Okay, that's the Music City Misfits. Okay, so check it out. Let's go. My next thing is the Richmond Black Widows. Okay, so they're a newer team. Richmond Black Widows. That's Virginia, right? Richmond, Virginia. One of the things I want to share with you, check out their cover picture. They have a an awesome cover picture. Although I'm getting ready, I'm going to do that video like that other team did. I love their team photo that they have right up here on their front cover page. They have a ton of girls. One, two, three, four. They have about 40 women out there. And about one, let's see, one, two, three. 10 coaches. So shout out to the Richmond Black Widows. I think they've really been putting the work in and um, I think it's going to pay off for them this year. They've got the season schedule posted there, nice graphics. And then of course, if you go down to, let's see, January 9th, they posted some pictures about their practices, their, their training camp. So um, get over there and like them and follow them. Shout out to the Richmond Black Widows. Next, I want to talk about the Rocky Mountain Thundercats. <clears throat> so that's Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I love their Facebook page. Again, theirs is a play on words as well. And it's Thunder Cats, K-A-T-Z. Rocky Mountain Thunder Cats, K-A-T-Z. So if you can't find them, go ahead and get in, do a search in Facebook and be able to like them. Now they had, that would have been the 17th, they had a scrimmage against the Denver Bandits, which is a team that split off from another team, but um, still play football. So they um, scrimmaged them on Saturday, and it looks like it went really well. Shout out to the Rock, Rocky Mountains Thundercats for their efforts. Now check out their picture over here on the side. They did a really good uh, girl stand in their picture. It's pretty cool. Um, next, I want to shout out to South Carolina Smash. And again, if you go up, check out their cover page, their cover uh, picture, it's a video. So this team and the other team did this cover video. I love it, love it, love it. I'm really impressed with that. Um, and then of course, they're sharing information about other women that have been successful in women's football and are now uh, coaching. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, they've got, I think it's Jennifer there. There's a couple articles there. One, one's about Jennifer. Um, the other thing I want to share with you is if you scroll down a little bit, fundraising ideas. So this 
the South Carolina Smash Women's Football Team put on a hot dog and grilled sausage sale. This was February 16th at the Freeway Insurance. So I'm guessing that they either had a, a spot inside or had a barbecue sitting outside. So as people went by, they were able to um, sell. And then they do a special shout out and for support to Scott Bibbs. So this team is connecting with some small business owners and really getting to, to make some impact on their team. Love it, love it, love it. Let's go over to the Ventura County Wolfpack. Wolfpack being one word. Um, you can type it in the search. It's actually VC Wolfpack Football. But if you type in Ventura City Wolfpack up at the top, it'll, it'll get you there. What I love, 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 love is check out their cover picture. The graphics, it's, it's creative, it's kind of catchy, you know, I love it. Um, with that being said, I wanted to share with you, scroll down there now that there's a new thing on there that says that they're thanking somebody for interviewing them, which is great, more, more publicity. But scroll down to the shout out to DJ Scratch for helping us spread the word. So it looks like on March 2nd, the fundraiser Wolfpack Banquet. So they're going to have enchilada casserole, rice and beans, and a drink, dancing. There's going to be a raffle, silent auction, and full bar. All ages are welcome. It's $12 at the door, $10 if they pre-order. They share here that... The proceeds of this is going to go to pay for our season and travel costs to Arizona season opener. Event will be from 6 to 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. And the women's tackle football purchase tickets from your favorite players. So the players are getting are selling the raffle tickets. That's exactly what we do. And then um, they're having a party to do that. And then they have some great picks here where they went out to uh, the Civics Art Plaza. And then they have um, some of their last few weeks of training. Looks like they're having some good numbers show up at, try at practices. And that's what we kind of do is we kind of get a, go around to the women's football um, teams and um, provide support, um, you know, timely support for when things are going to happen, when, when they should do things. The last one I want to do is shout out to... My hometown, the Toledo Rain. They've been around forever. They don't need any help with anything, really. Uh, make sure you go and like and follow them. They are the history of women's football. And um, they also put out here a meet, greet, and training with the Toledo Rain. They're going to have giveaways and grand prizes. Um, so people can go and join them in the, work the workout and participate in some competitions that they're going to have there and possibly um, win some prizes. So I thought that was really cool that they, you know, that that was one of the things that they were doing. So that's, I love it. So real quick, I wanna just do a thank you, a shout out to women's football, the industry of women's football and what all these women are doing um, to create a positive environment for women's football. I'm really glad that, you know, all the teams in the WFA are coming together and working together um, it, it's a great in, environment that um, that we can be proud of. So, love it. So, hold on just a second. I got to take another break. So, with all that positivity and fun, 
I kind of want to switch gears into getting people to take women's football seriously. Okay, so shout out to the teams that are out there working it, holding tryouts, getting sponsors, getting true sponsors. I mean, sponsors that are paying you or trading goods and services with you. You know, coupons and discounts are great. But if they require you to do something like buy a $300, I don't know, $300 uniform or $300 cleats and you get a 40% discount, $300 minus $120, you're going to pay $180. Well, if you can already get it for $125, then it's really not a sponsorship, right? So it's very important to make sure that we keep working hard and represent women's football in a, in a positive way. Right now in February is the time to put some hard work, some long time into getting sponsors. And it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not the most fun. People get nervous and embarrassed. They feel like they're asking for handouts and stuff like that. But you really need to change your mindset and understand that you are offering a benefit on the ground level of women's football to partner with you. So telling them, hey, you are going to get this exposure by being one of our partners and you're going to have our players and our fans and everything come, come to your business, depending on what it is. Maybe it's a restaurant or something and then you guys will promise to come to their restaurant after a game or on the weekend for a party. They'll make their money back by all the exposure that they're going to get from you. So partnering with you is a great benefit to them. And it's also a great benefit to you because then you have either the money that they sponsored you with, a trade for goods and services, or some sort of sponsorship like that. Um, but it really has to have some sort of value to you um, that makes it beneficial. So for example, when you're out there looking for for fundraising or sponsorship opportunities, if you already get if you already get water for free, or you get your water for a dollar, right? And you go and you're looking for a sponsorship and they say, yeah, we'll be your sponsor. We'll lower our $3 water down to $2. It's not a good relationship for you. Yeah, it's a benefit to them because they'll sell you water at $2. But if you can already get it for free or for a dollar, then you need to move on to another potential sponsorship. With that being said, there's some sponsors that just want to give anything and everything because they love the idea of women's football and that things are going to things are are going to move forward in a positive way in the near future. So, getting back to taking women's football seriously. There's a lot of talk on the forums about how things should be done and how they would be done if they were in charge. And it's important to understand that everything looks perfect in a glass bubble of theory. It's the execution that determines whether something will work or not. Just like I said, you know, me providing these ideas and this support to a team, you know, I appreciate, I, I like doing it and they appreciate me doing it, but it's really nothing. I can't make them do it. And they won't benefit unless they create, unless they do the action. They take the task and get it done. So it's important that things look good from the outside, but 
a lot of people come into women's football with these rose-colored glasses. I'm talking spectators, players, fans, family members. These rose-colored glasses fail to see the things that go on behind the scenes in women's football, the true situation that women's football is in. And there, I struggle daily with the duty that I feel to women's football. I feel an immense responsibility to all the other women's football teams. I'm not sure why I feel that responsibility. Um, much of my time is spent um, helping the underdog and making sure that they get their voice heard and that things go right for the person that is doing the right thing. So I'm not sure why I feel this immense responsibility to the other women's football teams, but I do. Many of you have, I've never met, right? Many of you I've never met, but I feel that if I have knowledge that will help you, that will keep you from going down a wrong path, I feel the need to save your team. I feel the need to protect your team. Unfortunately, it's the continued discussions about women's football that continue to create the confusion about where women's football actually stands, where, where the foundation lies, okay? I feel the success in women's football lies in transparency. The issue is that many do not want to run their businesses with transparency. I'm talking, I'm talking industry-wide. Many teams don't want to do that. Some teams are, are completely willing to um, open up to transparency. In fact, those teams that don't want to use transparency, some of them just don't even know what transparency is in the first place, right? So transparency is letting the players know what things cost, how things work, how it is determined whether a player is going to play or not, or if they're just if the favorites are just going to be the players or if the the veterans play first and the rookies play second or if it's determined by um, participation and attendance um, do the rookies even see the field is anyone paying is everyone paying their player fee this is a big one is everyone paying their player fee so a lot of times you'll have teams that are like man why why you told us we were going to ride a bus and this is just a hypothetical. This is just a, you. You guys told us we we're going to ride a bus, and I paid my five hundred dollars, and we're there are no buses. Well, what happens a lot in women's football is your other teammates are not paying their player fees, but the team is stuck because they need that player to get on the field, and so they can't. Tell them to pay their fee or else they'll quit and then you won't have enough players. So there's a trickiness to it. Is everyone paying their player fee? And some teams have even gone to the point where they start, they've start they started putting it out in, in the public, like all the players. So they show a picture of which players have paid their player fees and which ones have not. Or which players are behind on their fees and, you know, but still can go out partying and stuff. So... It's very, very important for the organization to have transparency. And if that's one of the issues is getting every player to pay the fee, 
what your solution is, is getting more players, right? If you only have 25 players and 10 of them don't pay, you're kind of in a situation where you have to, you have to not let them pay or you won't have a team. But if you have 60 players and 20 of them don't pay, then you still have options, okay? And this is nothing against women football players. Our goal, our goal, not everybody's goal, is the, and real quick, I'll just sit on that note. Uh, there's talk in there in the forums that say, everyone's here for the same reasons. Everyone's here for the same reasons. Why don't we just give them a chance? I declare right now, not everyone is in women's football for the right reasons. Not everyone is in women's football for the same reasons. So please stop saying that because it's so ignorant. I can't even, I can't even tell you how ignorant it is. Not all the women in women's football are here for the same reason. So we need to make sure that the players have that transparency. Is everyone paying their player fee? Is the owner paying for the hotels that they're staying in? Is the owner paying for the field or are they skipping out on the field? If they're not able to pay for the hotels and everybody's paid their player fees, why can't they, why can't they pay for the hotels? Why can't they pay for fields? So the teams that work in this transparency build a trust up with their teams and their team members so that they know everything's going right, okay? So let me discuss real quick where we can go from here, okay? Where can women's football go from here? So yes, women's football has been around for decades, right? Yes, there are struggles in women's football, but women's football is on the verge of a breakthrough. Because a lot of people are stirring the pot. A lot of people are getting uh, women's football noticed. And eventually, people are going to notice. But we are on the verge of a breakthrough. However, it is not our time yet. A lot of people can't sit back and, and um, believe that it's not our time. Because they feel like we've put in so much effort and work. Why aren't we getting the recognition? And I'll share with you why people need to wait. We are on the verge of a breakthrough, but now is not our time. We are still perfecting our industry. Even though it's been around for decades, we are still in the infancy of the women's football industry. We are still building. Some people want the recognition yesterday, but it was not the time. Some people are angry and frustrated that they didn't get a book deal or they're not coaching or, um, you know, this team split from that team. I get it. It is frustrating. But in order for women's football to be taken seriously, we have to continue to build. Stop splitting off teams. Ensure that what you tell the media is the true fact. Erase the negativity and the complaining of the parents and past players because it's not helping women's football. It's not. Many of you know the Dallas Elite story 
and, and what the Dallas elite women's football team has gone through, there is a story to tell and it will be told at the right time. At the right time for women's football. But until then, we need to continue in this growth pattern. So if we are still in the building stage, what do we need to do? Okay, what do we need to do? We need to continue building our teams. We need to continue implementing processes, procedures. Continue creating a business with a solid foundation. Increase your player numbers. Increase the number of the players in the stand. Okay, this is a big one for me. <laughs> so right now, most teams have between 100 and 400 fans in the stand. There were times when it used to be thousands, okay? But right now, most teams have between 100 and 400 fans in the stands. Nobody is going to look at women's football seriously with 200 fans in the stands. Nobody. Some teams have never even played a football game, right? So we have these rookie teams coming up. You know, there's a, you know, there's a lot of rookie teams. Either they split off from another team and they've never done business as a women's football team before, so they never have they've never had a season, or they're brand new and they're starting out right now. So Those teams have never played a game. They have had zero fans in the stands. So who is going to take that seriously? There's great momentum in women's football right now, no doubt. We need to continue building and educating new teams. Get them ready for the women's football movement. There's great momentum in women's football. And when those big names come along and truly want to sponsor women's football and not just give a discount or coupon, those big names will have to do their due diligence. They will have to investigate and they will have to research and learn about women's football. And they will determine the direction of women's football. It's our responsibility to prepare our teams and our businesses for that moment. But we are not there yet. And I hope everybody kind of understands that because there is so much potential in women's football. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, many of the teams um, don't even, can't even comprehend how successful women's football can be. But I'll tell you that it is not our time yet. We have to build more, we have to have more than 200 people in the stands. We have to have more sponsors. We have to more, have more players. We can't have 13 players on a team and expect women's football to be taken seriously. So that's pretty much my show for today. I want to shout out to all those teams that are doing great things in women's football and really um, taking the resources to heart and listening to their veteran owners. I mean, I know that there's several teams in the WFA that are reaching out to the smaller teams and um, getting giving them a hand. <clears throat> but on a serious note, <clears throat> women's football is not going to be taken seriously until it's our time. So you guys have a great day. Feel free to reach out to me through Women's Football Success or the Dallas Elite or the Women's Football Alliance uh, Team uh, Director of Team Development. 
I hope you guys have a great week and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.